This episode of the Far Out Podcast is brought to you by Kevin Smith, selling you a flashlight. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? Doing great, Buck. And to the left, once again, you know him, you love him, you know you love him, Oscar Taeda. <laughs> Sir. Now, now, uh, I guess uh, this week, the NFL season started, and I don't want to get too balls deep into football, but uh, it's the time of year when I, uh, I buy my tickets. I go to two games a year. Okay. I'm going to one game with Oscar. Oscar and I are going to take a drive up north to go see the Oakland Raiders. Going to take a little road trip up there, maybe do some wine and then a football. Wine and football. Nice. Yeah. So we do, we do like last year we did Shakespeare Festival in Oregon, and then we, we drove all the way up. We went to Oregon, watched some Shakespeare, and then the next day we were in Oakland for Raider games. That's right. So talk about high class. Low class. And then low class within one. What uh, the fuck? And you went to see Shakespeare and then a football game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. We saw like Henry the Fourth, Richard the Fourth. Henry the Fourth. Henry the Fourth. <laughs> and it was, it was really, it was an awesome production of it. Okay. I think I had a little too much wine before it. I think so, Henry. Yeah. And it was like open air. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you sit outside in a nice open air after like. You, you want to get your sleep on. Blowing through a bottle of wine. I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is really good. The guy who plays Falstaff is amazing. And I'm like. Okay, wait, okay. I'm trying to catch on here. I'm trying to catch on. <laughs> like, okay, I got it, I got it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I was stone cold sober. I would have sat there in that nice, like, organ air with the trees and everything and just hippies as far as the eye can see. Oh, yeah. It was so hippie in Oregon. So you drove how far to Oregon for a play? 800 miles. We, we drove forever, I think. Yeah, it was roughly around eight hundred. Yeah, maybe, little, maybe a little bit more, maybe close to a thousand. That's miles. really far. Yeah, it was like it was. Yeah, it was probably sixteen hours altogether. I think right. to get there, like we stopped one night in Sacramento, and then we drove a whole day. Yeah, from that point, yeah, we drove a whole day to Sacramento, and then we drove a whole day up uh, to Oregon. And the festival was great; like it was really yeah. cool. And then drove at night to like Reading, and then the morning did five hours to Oakland. Right. And then watch the Raiders kick ass, and then I think we went to a club that night. That's right. Yeah. But uh, so, great time. So, I got, I'm getting my tickets for this year, so I'm going to go to uh, one game up north with Oscar, going to see the uh, Raiders play the Browns, and then I'm going to get a, some tickets to see the Raiders play the Chargers in San Diego. Yeah. Right. Now, here's some bullshit you have to deal with. If, you, if you're a Raider fan and you go down to San Diego to see the game, it's roughly 60-40 Raider fan to Charger fan. Right. Like, they just load it up. All the Raider fans take over. And class the join up, <laughs> but I, I do not like the San Diego Chargers. It's like they, they have like lame fans and they're, they're, they're weak sauce. There's a yeah. lot of weak sauce going. On, a lot of baby blue being worn, but you have the silver and black. You have like the, the thugs take over, and you have just like a bunch of bunch of pussy ass white people, <laughs> basically at the Chargers. Well, game. to me, Todd, I'm sorry. You're calling the Charger fans pussy-ass white people. Yeah. I wonder how many of them go to Shakespeare right before they're fucking <laughs> <laughs> go to a game. You know what I'm saying? That sounds kind of pussy to me is all I'm saying. I'm not sticking my neck out there for Charger fans, even though my friend Jimmy is one of them. Mm, He's yeah. a Charger fan. Yeah. So, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's a, Jimmy's a Charger fan. I take it Q and Youngblood are not San Diego Charger fans. I don't think so, no. But 
really it's like you know you go down to san diego it's a nice time down there see yeah. see a preseason game or two there's the there's the old uh line by pete doherty which is there are few more distressing sights than that of an englishman in a baseball hat <laughs> and i'd say the same thing about a brother in a chargers jersey it's <laughs> <laughs> just disturbing to you you had a raider game and there's all these guys in raider gear and you see the black guy in the philip rivers jersey and you're like no i'm sorry <laughs> like that guy's got to be sitting there shaming like and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why this, the San Diego Chargers suck because this is their theme song. I swear to God, I'm sitting in the stadium and they're blaring this. How can your team win? This is the anthem of the San Diego Chargers. That's her, Ron Burgundy. I bet. Oh. What do you mean? How do you not? How do you not win with this? Winning. Like this is what this is like cheap Coke music. Not even good Coke. <laughs> this is produced by Nile Rodgers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. This made the same uh, year as a Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. This is like from the 70s. And this is some shit. You see a bunch of like gay black, like the village people. This sounds like a village people song. Yeah, this is not that good. Like picture a guy dressed like a cop. (laughs) Like a gay cop. And he's going to... Arrest you if you're not a Charger fan. <laughs> you're arrested for not loving San Diego. Mm. Woo! Go Chargers! This is, this is horrible. This is awesome. Let me hear the chorus. Like they score, Wells with John. <laughs> they, they score a touchdown. This bullshit plays. Like I'm sorry, I'm, I'm expecting to see like you know the free safety's butt fucking when this song plays. Like yeah. it's horrible. When when the Raiders score, what did they play? Like back in black or something like that? Well, no, you, the Raiders the Raiders come out to Hell's Bells by ACDC. Yeah, I knew it was some ACDC. Right, and then they this is like when they score. This is like the theme song. It's like. This is old, even older school. It's like some pirate shit. Exactly. Arr. It's like Johnny, like, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow here. Now, see, that's cool. It's like triumphant. If, if we have a good enough listeners, can someone do a mashup of the San Diego and the Raiders? Right. That would be awesome. So, if you just had to choose by a theme song. Like, if you had just, just judge by a theme song, I'm sorry. Like, are you going to go with the, the village people shit or, like, you know, the rollicking Wagner shit? Like, you know. You know, really the... Uh... No, not that one. The other one is sticking in my head more. San Diego. Like you can have like Rick D's talking Super up the Charger. the what? San Diego Chargers thing. But I don't know. I, I was just thinking that I was I was sitting with my wife in the car today, and she she had it stuck in her head from the game we went to last year's San Diego. And I was it's talking catchy, yeah. th- this dude I know who's a Chargers fan. He's like, I'm like, come on, dude, that's that's the fruitiest theme song I've ever heard in my life. And he's like, yeah, that was a hit though. <laughs> That was a hit? I guess, yeah. Oh, boy. This episode of the Faro Podcast is brought to you by Catskit, the only way to lay down your feline friend after their ninth life.
visit us at http backslash backslash colon www.faroutpodcast.com See videos, pictures, read about the cast, join Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and share your show comments. That's faroutpodcast.com So I was on the 91 freeway the other day. I was driving to uh, beautiful Palm Springs with my wife. Nice. And like the traffic was getting heavy. And I was trying to move over a lane. Blah, 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 blah. I was trying to move over a lane. And this motherfucker on, on his cell phone, like he was like doing a lean over in the car with the cell phone on his ear. Nice. And he pulled right out in front of our car, right? And so I got angry, which, which is rare. I'm not, I don't get angry often. And so then I extended the bird out the window. And I didn't just give him a bird. I gave him like a 70s bird where you extend the thumb far too. Nice. It was like thumb, middle finger, just whammo. Fuck you. Fuck you. And mm. I, 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 I don't normally do that, but I'm starting to think that in life, like, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, people say an armed society is a polite society. Yes. Sure. Like if I extend my middle finger to that guy, then he's going to be like, oh, I should drive like an asshole less often because... There will be repercussions to my actions, and we, <laughs> which is what I'm gonna get a, a big finger. bony finger. Yes, <laughs> get a big bony finger, bony ass finger. And so I, I gave it to him, and I felt kind of good about it, kind of good about it. But then I felt kind of not good about it because I was like, oh man, I'm like flipping people off. Like that's yeah. not that's not my personality. I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm that asshole. Yeah, I'm like a peace and love kind of guy. Like. But- Okay, did he see you flick him off, or did you know he was kind of out of sight, and you're doing this as, like, kind of uh, to impress Sarah? Because that's how I see it is. Like, the car's zooming away. He's like, like, No, I gave it to him. Like, he saw that shit. Half of Cerritos, I think, where I was on the freeway, saw this bird. Like, this was an outside. I have a long arm. I'm like Honus Wagner. I got a long arm. And I threw it out there, and it was like everybody. There was probably children in other cars, and their parents probably covered mortified, their eyes. Mortified, yes. Mortified. <laughs> I just embarrassed everybody in the world. But you know what? Well, like, that guy, he nearly, he didn't nearly hit the side of the car my wife was on, which I'm less concerned about. He normally hit the car side of the car I was on. Okay. He almost hurt me. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> was this in the town car, or was this in? Uh, no, this was in uh, my wife's Scion, okay. which means we would have died. Yes. Yeah, I was going 20 miles an hour. We would have died. Now, at that point, uh, were you afraid that had he he saw you flip him off, that yeah. now you're going to be stuck behind him in traffic for the exactly. next 60 miles? You don't think about that when you're extending the bird. Mm. <laughs> so you're like, now this guy's going to be looking at me in his rear view, thinking I'm the biggest douche fuck ever. Yeah. In now, a scion. Now, what got, you so, what you, what got you so hyped up where you listen to your uh, techno music there? <laughs> I, no, I had no techno yeah, that, music going. Yeah, that shit going, and you're, fuck you, man. I was like listening to 100.3 The Sound or something, wow. and I just, yeah, I think I was just angry that day. I don't know, and I gave it to him, and then I started, so I start driving, and then it's still bad traffic anyway, so you're kind of stuck near him, and then I kind of turn to my wife and I give her a look like, yeah, yeah, like I'm a badass, and she just like folded her arms and would just shook her head like, no, you're not badass. She's like, that's not you, Todd. You lost. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, you can't do that. Like, what? Why? Why why the fuck did you do? She's like yelling at me for yelling at the guy who nearly hit us. Yeah. So now it was like, he was the victim of my 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 dickness. And I was like, honey, honey, if 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 we don't all stand up against the wrongdoers in this world, then you know the terrorists win. He just won with (laughs) with that that dick car move he pulled on me with the cell phone in his ear. And then she was like, well, you drive and talk on your cell phone like all the time. And you're like texting. And, She's like, defending him. Yeah. Wow. She defended him. Wow. 
And so then uh, she was like, I don't ever want to see you do that again. What What if we had Boy. children and then you just did that in front of the kids? Then they'd be like burdening everybody all the time. It would be like watching the Lords of Flatbush, you know, it would just be <laughs> happening all the time. And so then I had, to, I had to think to myself, I was like, Me, am I going to keep this behavior up? Like, like, have you guys ever done that? You guys ever flipped somebody off on the freeway? Uh, I do often, but yes. Um, I have. My most recent experience was I was driving a delivery car and someone actually, before they uh, got into my lane and cut me off, they were flipping me off. Like they were flipping me off. You know, oh, like, so they pulled a dick move yeah, and, then and flipped-, flipped me off. Yeah. How They're, do you respond? You can only double flip off back at that point. Oh, no. You're not flip, flipping off that dude. Not when you're in a clown car, delivery car, <laughs> Kia, that has, you know, the, the number of the place on the side of the car, and they're in a big fucking truck, and all you see is a finger like that, like, looking down at you like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm, I'm going in. So, no. You just let it go? Yeah, of course. Okay. What yeah. choice did I have at that point? That yeah. was Kenny Powers right there. I mean, for, for me, it was many, many years ago driving to uh, one of our friend's house to go have band practice. Right on. Um, and I was stuck at a left turn. The lady in front of me didn't go, and I got really pissed. And then, like, I wasn't paying attention to her specifically. I was just pissed because I was going to be late. Yeah. And I was flipping off in general. i was chaotically flipping off and then i look up at her and she has this it's an older woman and she had the mortified look on her face (laughs) and all i could see her is mouthing i'm sorry oh shit shit. it felt like an asshole dude it was the worst and she was like i'm sorry and i was like (laughs) i was like oh Oh, shit man you want to be like, I'm sorry too. <laughs> yeah, it was it's really, this world is evil, man. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, also, going into work at that place just reminded me. I was driving to work and some shit had cut me off, and so I made a point to like cut them off or something like that. It was some you know tick for tack type thing. Yeah. And uh, eventually, uh, the person pulled up next to me, or I pulled up alongside them. And it's this one chick, and she has this fucking haircut and shit, and I'm like. Yeah, pink. No one gives a fuck about your, you know. I said like, like I said something like that, and I pull over and go park right next to my work. And I'm sitting there right before work, and I see the car pull into my work, and it's this one chick that's a bartender at her job, and she just got this new haircut, you know, like short ass hair, like pink and shit like that. And I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, that's her. It's <laughs> pretty good. So yeah, I had to go in there and face the music. She was like. That was you, wasn't it? You know, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm that asshole. Sorry. That's pretty good. <laughs> awesome. She totally recognized me. I had no idea who she was on there. Oh, that's bad. I know. That's real bad. I remember one time when I was a but to we lad, I was sitting with some friends and we were driving and we were, we were driving we were driving through Torrance and we were going to the record store, to Tower Records. And uh, we were driving to the record store and uh, I pulled up at a stoplight and there was this car full of girls that were cute. And so, like a classy man I am, I made like a peace sign, you know, like you do, <laughs> but like the reverse, like your English flip off, like instead of a peace sign with the fingerprints pointing out, right. I had you it turned like towards that. myself. Right. And you did the tongue between. And then I put the tongue between, uh, uh, like were, were you... Classy. Am I painting the radio picture here? I got the yeah. backwards peace sign. It's, it's the cunnilingus move. Yeah, the cunnilingus move. <laughs> right. So the girls are laughing and then I drop that on them. And then they're like, ooh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And like I, that's another thing. I can't pull off the pissed off guy or the pervert. Like it's just not in me. It's pretty good. And so I pull into Tower Records, and uh, me and the guys we go in there for like forty minutes to go shop for records or whatever. We probably didn't buy anything. And then 
came out and there was an egg smashed on my window. <laughs> it's tight. Nice. They found me an egg in my car. Nice. Just one egg? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, one egg. <laughs> Not enough for an omelet. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I remember one other time, and I think it was I was uh, I was I was on La Cienega Avenue in, in like Olympic in L.A. and I was going to work, and it was the day they passed the cell phone ban where you needed the hands free. Right. And so everybody was anal about it. And I guess, you know, they passed that because people are like killing people on motorcycles, right? right? And so I'm at a stop sign and I have my hand, my, my elbow on my window and my left hand against my ear. So I'm just kind of resting my head on my hand. You know, like I'm just like bored at the stoplight. And then this guy on a motorcycle pulls up right next to me. And it's like, fuck you, get off your phone and starts screaming at me. Wow. And I didn't have my phone on my hand. I just had my hand on my ear. Right. And then I turned around and I did like the OJ, like trying to put on the, like <laughs> the when gloves. OJ, the OJ gloves. was trying to put on the gloves. You must have quit. Yeah, I put his hand, I put my hands up like that or like a card dealer right. or like Bob they, Dylan before the encore. Yeah. Yeah. And I did the hands up like this, like, uh-huh. like I didn't do nothing. Like I gave him like, why are you giving me shit kind of thing? And yeah. then he stops and he goes, fuck you. <laughs> and he drove off. Like, wait. So I did nothing wrong. I proved my point in the court of driving law. Right. And the guy said, fuck you. And then drove off. Wow. That's really good, dude. This is LA, baby. Yeah. This is LA. Like what, like what kind of self-entitled son of a bitch does that? Like he should have gone, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Oh, no. my bad. My bad. Oh, my, my bad. bad. Always worked. Like I would be, I totally accepted my bad. That's totally fine. Me malo. That's hilarious, dude. That's yeah, he's like, fuck you. I have a couple other ones that are pretty bad. What do you got? I got one. When I was 18, I went to a club with a car full of girls, and I was in the passenger seat. All right. Wow. And some guy did something similar to what you were talking about before we cut everybody off, or he tried to cut us off, and we ended up going around him to cut him off, kind of like that whole yeah. tit-for-tat thing. Yeah. And then... Uh, he pulls up next to us, and I was like, I'm going to flip him off. So I roll down the window. I flip him off, roll the window back up, and then he throws a coffee cup at the car. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't my car. And I was like, I feel kind of bad that this girl got oh, her, shit. fucked up her car with yeah. her coffee cup. You're yeah. trying to defend the lady? And then I was like, let's just sl- drive slower. Drive slower. Did just it hit the car? Like- yeah. It left a dent in the door. Wow. <laughs> and all I could think was, drive slower, let him go. Just let him go. <laughs> just let him go. I used to get fucked with all the time because I had a Honda. Uh, I had a Honda, I guess, for, for uh, use of no better term, a rice rocket like those, uh, like those Honda stick shift like hatchbacks that all yeah. the people would like put decals on and lower them and the whole bit. And I just had it because it was a cheap car, like and it was good on gas. I didn't have it because I was a racer or anything like that. But people who were racers, Todd would- was Tokyo drifting. Yeah, the exactly. Tokyo Drifter crews would pull up next to me and like rev their engines, and I'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. I ain't got one." No, 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 just move on. I'm not. This, I'm not in this game you're playing. You're. This is complete. I'm not even on your message board, dude. Like I don't even know what we're talking about. And then usually they'd sit and fuck with you, and then they'd go. One time, some asshole on the 110, and I'm coming back from like drinking. I remember that. Were you, were you, were you, no, we were in separate cars. Did I tell you this? this you, the one where the guy just hits the brakes in the middle of the, free, of the carpool lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were you passed out next to me or something? I was like, we were on our way to a club, and we were driving right next to USC. Yeah, no, we and, were on uh, our way back from the club. Because I remember I had a couple of drinks. And I should not have been driving. <laughs> okay, so okay. you're on your way back. On my way back, and then the guy, motherfuckers, he starts like rolling around me. Like this, like making show, and I'm just like, no, nah, 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 I'm just slowing down. I just want to let the guy pass. Like, I'm, no, I'm, no, I don't care. 
Uh-huh. I don't care. It's like South Park whenever they're like the evil genius is like, yeah. now we will destroy the world. He's like, we just want our Hokama GameCube. Yeah. Like it was one of those. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. And then fucking guy pulls right in front of me and hits his brakes. Wow. Like, so I would almost like rear end him. And then I like, slammed on the brakes, like, you know, going like 65 miles an hour on the 110 freeway. And then you, you slam on your brakes and we're going to hit you from behind or whatever. And I just slammed on my brakes because I had to. I was, I was going to hit him. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the guy just drove off. That's right. Yeah, and I just, I let him go. I let him go. <laughs> he started drifting. Yeah, the guy was, I don't know. <laughs> just like, what a mess. What a mess. <laughs> Moving on, I've got um, got a list here. And we were... We, we We've we've discussed before, uh, maybe slightly touched upon. I don't know if we've gone too deep into it, but like conspiracy theories and stuff. But sure. I was watching on CNBC the other day. They had a whole documentary on Walt Disney conspiracy. Oh, yeah, no Walt, Walt Disney. Like you know, everybody knows Walt Disney is and uh, Walt Disney and how like his he kind of modernized film and animation, and he was a he's a brilliant storyteller. He was a right. He was like, uh, he was kind of an insane mad genius that was, you know, he, when he worked with his animators, he never said anything nice to them. He never said good job. Like, he was a hard ass taskmaster and like, was just, you know, a complete visionary. Hmm. But uh, some say, a little nuts, hmm. some say that uh, Walt Disney, for all his ideas, was also somebody who was kind of tied to the occult, hmm. uh, a guy who was... Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Like oh, we he, am. he was a thirty-three degree Mason. So what does that mean? Who I, mean, I mean, I want to be a Mason. Yeah, you know, that's one of my goals in life is to be a Mason. Yeah, but they don't want us. Nope, they don't. We have nothing to bring to the Mason table. Look, Buck, you ain't got no money, son. <laughs> Just being Buck, Buck. You have no money and power. This is where the, the people with money and power, like the Bilderberg Group or whatever, they get and they they dictate. The affairs of the world, and they come off as some innocuous group. Like, oh yeah, we're just Masons. We're just hanging out. But uh, you know, I w- so I want to delve a little deeper into this guy that's had a big influence on the lives of children, 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 lives of children. I love Walt. <laughs> Walt's beautiful. Okay, all right. I love Fantasia. Hmm. You know, so Walt, Walt Disney's a pretty big person in our culture and i think that sometimes you have to look at these people driven madmen as they are and say that you know what there's probably some ultimate agenda beyond like just the need to make entertaining family films like at a certain point you've got subliminal messages you want to be putting into films you know and you just look how prevalent everything disney is in our culture you know Especially living in Southern California, even the goth kids like it. Even the, I'm, so even when the counterculture is embracing the ideologies, right. you know that there might be something more. So Oscar here's got a list of ten things that you didn't know about Walt Disney. Ten things you now wish you did not know about Walt Disney. Okay, number ten: drunken midgets. Wow, really? Drunken midgets. New York, the New York premiere of Pinocchio in 1940. Uh, Walt Disney hired 12 drunken midgets in Pinocchio outfits to dance around the theater marquee. Nice. De- definitely not, little, not, not a little person positive person. No. Like, that's demeaning to the little people. I mean, you know, Freddie Mercury did it right. Did he demean? Yeah. Well, midgets Fre- with cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Queen used to have parties and Freddie Mercury would have midgets with, uh, like, mirrors with cocaine strapped to their heads that would walk around party. <laughs> like he supplied the He mirrors. hired What's 12 drunken midgets. Well, to be fair, I don't think you have to make a midget drink. 
Nope. <laughs> I don't think that's. I think they're that depressed already. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they're Straight just jolly. Down. I don't know. <laughs> they're jolly. Maybe it just doesn't take much for a midget. Like you see the guy from Little People, Big World, had half a Corona and got a DUI. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, they should. They should have like 0.08 for really? everybody. Midgets should get like 0.12. <laughs> you know. Well, at least he wasn't tossing the midgets. Yes. You know. Right, as, as far as we know. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, a tr- when, and, well, and when I was referring to tossing, I think we were referring to do two different things. Mm. Uh, a trip to the shitter. Walt Disney required that all of his staff punch in and out for uh, punch in and out of the time clock, even if they were going to take a drink of water or if they wanted to take a trip to the shitter. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's fucked up. You guys ever have to do that at work? Not for not for taking a trip to the shitter. Man, I would never. I would never leave work. Nope. I, You'd never I, get paid. It really is what it is. Yeah, I would. I would, I would have a negative income. <laughs> That's half your day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I I take a ten forty five every day. Jeez. Nice. And and the bad thing is the bathroom's on, right on the rig. Yeah, it's right by where everybody else works. So I, I, I get up and I because uh, I'm I'm on a regular. Maybe that's healthy. I'm on a regular schedule. They know how regular you are too. Yeah, everybody <laughs> at my know, work knows. They'll, they'll let you know when you're slipping up. They're like, "Oh, where's Todd? We have a meeting. Oh, it's ten forty-five. He'll be out at eleven o five. Wow. Okay. Okay. Number number eight. Uh, let's see. Dead composers. He hmm. uh, mostly used dead composers to film, or sorry, to score Fantasia, so he wouldn't have to pay royalties. Oh. That sucks. Tight with the pocketbook. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, these guys always end up being like... That's why they're millionaires. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You, you uh, see, millionaire never looks like a millionaire. Yep. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the quiet millionaires you have to watch. I think out that... Of well, I think he might have looked like a millionaire. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Okay, uh, number seven, domestic spy. Walt Disney became a domestic spy for the FBI starting in the early 1940s and helped usher in the infamous Hollywood blacklist. Mm. Wow. Wow. So he was like black. He was he was outing people for what the blacklist. F- what a fucking bastard! What a motherfucker! Damn. Damn. So he was he was out. He was like, hey, yo, I got this animator over here. Looks a little red. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Jim McCarthy. That's terrible. Mm. Okay, Mickey Mouse. It's kind of creepy. Number six. Walt Disney accepted a special medal from the United. Sorry, from the League of Nations using the voice of Mickey Mouse. Oh, 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 that is creepy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's weird. United Nations. <laughs> so he went up, like he went up and make the speech, like in the voice of Mickey Mouse. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it would yeah. be. It would be. Uh, it would be like if you saw, uh, you know, Lion King. You know, Bobby Benson, who did the voice of Simba. You know. Oh, right. oh shit! Yeah, went up yeah. there was like, hey dad, or however. I don't know. Maybe that's Henry Hill's kid. I had know. a I had a weird uh, run into on the truck. Some guy comes up and he was like, "Yeah, I don't want to waste. I'm not into wasting anything like that. Can you put the sandwiches in this? In this? And he's ordering like six, I think five or six sandwiches. And I'm like, "No, can't do it. Like, I'm like yeah. mainly because I don't want to, and I want the line to keep moving." <laughs> and uh, the uh, the guy who I was working with was like, "Yeah, we could probably do it. Let's just fucking you know get him going." But he looks at his receipt and he's like, "Oh shit, I knew what that is." And uh, it was SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh really? The guy who voiced uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, he's some comedian guy. That's yeah, cool. yeah, he's some paid guy. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I met SpongeBob on the truck. But uh, it's like a he, doubt, it's like- he, he was kind of down on me because I wasn't eco-friendly like him, and I kind of was like, "Nah, I'm not going to accommodate you." And, <laughs> and he was like, "You know, I, this, this is why I remember." He's like, "You know, I won't hold it against you. Don't worry." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck if you hold it against me. Who the fuck are you?" But I learned later, it's SpongeBob. 
Well, yeah. But, so now but it demands respect. When you live in a pineapple under the sea, your whole idea on waste at what makes it to our oceans is going to be a bit different. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's like I doubt Seth MacFarlane. But, but that'd, be weird. that'd be weird if he came up to me in the SpongeBob voice. Yeah. Like ordered as SpongeBob. That'd right. be some fucked up shit. You totally would have given him what he wanted, too. Of yep. course I would have, yes. That's weird. Yeah. What else we got there? Okay, um... Number five, uh, drunk in the afternoons. Uh, he had a strict rule against drinking in the studio, but he pretty much spent every afternoon drunk as fuck. Really? Yes. Dr- it says drunk as fuck. You no. never, you never <laughs> see Uncle Walt like you never see like I knew he smoked because he died of lung cancer. Right. But uh, I never knew that he was like a heavy because usually people who are that driven and stuff like that are usually sober. Like they're like I never had a drink. They're like drinking some <clears throat> from kiss. They're super they're like, sober. Yeah, they're like highly yeah. sober. Like. Yeah. I, I would never look at anybody who ever had a drink. They're like Pendulette <laughs> or something. Like, no, I guess. Well, and also, you know, when you're making all that, like, I, f- I feel like when you when you're regularly poisoning yourself with the nectar of the gods that is booze, you're not going to be. If you're ingesting a lot of alcohol, you're not going to want to make like Snow White. You know, you're going to be making porno or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Porno or something. Yeah. The day will come when we see that. Yeah, I'm just saying. The vault will be opened. My vault? <laughs> no. Not the Walt Disney Disney's. vault? It was what Oscar once told me when we lived together. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar came home and he had like a stack of DVDs that he bought at like Tower Records or whatever. Right. And I'm like, so Oscar, what'd you buy? And he bought like Snow White. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I was like, why did you buy Snow White? I can't imagine you sitting around watching <laughs> Snow White exactly. anytime soon. He goes, well, they're going to put it back in the Disney vault. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not buying this Disney vault thing. Have you seen Snow White since? Mm. Yeah, Disney has a certain period of time where they put shit out. That's right. I have yes. to get Lion King soon because it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's going to be the shit. <laughs> Special wait. edition? It is, dude. Blu-ray. Wow. It's anatomically correct. It's like uh, Mufasa has balls. Like, uh, you know... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm Akuma, buying it. Akuma Matata is even sharper now. You could see it everything. sounds better. Yeah, it sounds so much better. I'm waiting for Song of the South to come out of the Disney vault. Never. That will never come Song out. Song of the South. Yeah, because Song of the South is like... No, it, Uncle... Uh, Remus. Remus. Hello there, Bear Rabbit. Like, <laughs> like that's... Uh, in, in the parlance of our time, Song of the South is like a wildly racist... Yeah, film that will come out when Let It Be comes out. Yeah, yeah. When Let It Be, the Beatles documentary comes back out in a special edition, is when Song of the South comes out, along with a bunch of missing Bugs Bunny cartoons. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Number four, Mortimer Mouse. That was the original name for Mickey Mouse. Mm. That, that, that's, that's kind of uneventful. Yeah. Uh, number three is actually really girl, really good. Um, world's famous uncle, right? So far from being the world's Far from being world's favorite uncle, Disney was a vi- was a vicious anti-Semite and hater of communists. Wow. Uh, who worked for the FBI for 25 years. Wow. So, I mean, they don't say he worked for the FBI. I want to know what he did for the FBI. Like, was, was the FBI saying, hey, could you put this kind of messaging in your films? Or what? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, was he like... Was he, he just wa- a puppet to the man? Yeah. Because I think if you're Walt Disney, you're kind of the man. Right. right. Why right. are you being a puppet to anybody? Right. I mean, if, if he has his anti-communist agenda, then that's fine. That's like, you know, that's his worldview or whatever. And then he wants to perpetrate that. But why does he have to go to the FBI? Or maybe mm. he wanted to be able to work freely. And the FBI was like, yo, Walt, you're going to have to, you know, in order to keep making movies and stuff, you have all this power. 
we will take it from you right, eventually exactly. unless we got you, shit on you right we've got a file on you right. you know but uh number two is uh cryogenics he hated the idea of death mm. and he yes this is what it's waiting for he hated to go to funerals he didn't want to go okay does it say where he's buried um no it does not in the matterhorn does it say where he's buried in the matterhorn because that's what i've always heard is that walt disney's buried in the matterhorn nope where the monsters and the unfortunate part was we got this is number two and number one is not available Oh, did I not print one off? <laughs> you did not print the most important one. <laughs> mm. hmm. This is called show prep. I think I remember reading it. And? But let's let's work on this cryogenics thing here. Uh, so Disney, like they say, some say that Walt Disney had his head frozen, like Ted Williams. Right, well, Ted Williams, has Ted whole, Will- his whole body, right? Yeah, Ted Williams, a baseball player, right. not the junkie announcer. Huh. Right. Not the homeless guy who... Uh, I don't know, like I... That makes sense, though, to have your head frozen. Why? Well, because maybe you, I mean, it would be awkward upon re-entry. <laughs> you know, when you when you come back after your head's unfrozen, and you just have you have that last moment where, like, he was laying at Cedar Sinai or whatever, and dying of lung cancer, right, with Roy, and then he wakes up. Like it, it, at a certain point, it's instantaneous. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you're dead and now you're alive, right? Like, right. He he wakes up and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he looks around and he he sees the internet. And he, he, he sees Pixar and he's pissed. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be a moment where, upon re entry, where someone has to sit down and go, This is what's changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has to get, like, what was that movie where they keep, where they, they inform everybody after they wake up from being cryogenically frozen about, oh, no, that was, um, that was 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler where they made that videotape. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. Yes. But yeah, that's got to be interesting. Now, if I would, if I had the, if I had Walt Disney cashish, right? Mm-hmm. If I was just rocking here with the Todd Perry bank account, I think I'd do it. You'd get uh, yeah, your head removed from your body. Hopefully, my my dick as well. Okay, it would just be like it would be like a like your two most important yeah, parts exactly. Yeah, you know, those things, those like the rest, wa- fuck it. Those those wine gift bags, like where it has like the tube. It would be like my dick and my balls mm-hmm. in there. And then, like, my head would be in, like, a hat box, and it would be frozen next to it. That'd be good. Yeah, because I'd, I'd like, I'd, I'd not to, I'd, I wouldn't want to wake up and using... And have to jerk off something different? Yeah, I wouldn't know how to handle it, or, like, they put me on somebody else, like Frankenstein. Like, I'm sure when they put that brain in there, and you're like, that's not my dick. Yeah. You know, it would be... Why do you think bodies are going to be, like, readily available in the future? Like, oh, yeah, look. We just got a Todd Perry. We'll just uh, get a Todd Perry looking body right here. Because there's only like five frozen people. Me, Ted Williams, Walt Disney, <laughs> and like Richard Branson. And we're sitting around a table and wearing, wondering how the fuck I got there. But like, What did you do? Yeah. I don't know, just... How'd you get here? And then you'll just bust the Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, Ted, I could strike They're you They're like, out. oh shit. Oh shit, it's him. You don't even know what I did. I did shit you didn't understand because I died a hundred years after you. And for That's me to right. explain it, you would just wouldn't get it. Nope. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I can I can do the cryogenically frozen thing. There you go, Buck. Would you would you freeze yourself? Would you would you be upset? Like, nah. why wouldn't you? I, I wouldn't do it voluntarily. If someone did it to me, I would, I, I'd be pissed. Yes. You don't want to what? You don't want to see what the future's like. You don't have a curi- a healthy curiosity about that. No, nah, it's all right. I'll uh, I'll live in my time, like yeah. like many thousands of people have done. The, the Million, right well, it'd be millions. No, it's thousands. Okay. Right. Oh, you know this. <laughs> no, it's thousands. But I think that maybe even, you know, 
probably if I if I woke up and they took my frozen head out, it would be like. I'm a man of my time, you know. So like, he would, I, they would be like, "Let's talk to the man from the, you know, the 2000s or whatever," and and they'd be like, "Wow, he's wildly racist," and like, you know, because all all of my views and stuff, which may be like, you know, just kind of like not racist in these days, right. might be like really racist sounding, sure. and like in those days, or like violent, or like like he's such a cro magnon, like he, he's a, he's an idiot. <laughs> you right. know, like you're a Neanderthal. Yeah, he's just stupid. I'm just like, Argh. I'm speaking in English that no one understands. Yeah, you know, I don't have a computer in my head. That'd be dope. Yeah, I wouldn't do it because it's unnatural. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah, it just wouldn't feel right. Mm-mm. No, no. Well, I mean, it is natural, right? Because it's like it's humans did it, right? And we're all natural. But with this, with science from the devil. Oh, okay, that's true. There's there's an element of this guy. satanic. Uh, no, I'm 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 pro life beyond the grave. <laughs> I'm like pro life, pro life. You're pro pro, yeah. Yeah, God would be into that. He'd be like, he's fucking really pro life. He lived two <laughs> lives. There you go. Yeah, people would probably find me a prophet. Hmm. Yeah, but I'd be a Mormon you're, prophet. Your cryo, <laughs> cryogenic right. head and dick. Yeah, the, the prophet, <laughs> the prophet Dick, the prophet. This Dick has seen the past. <laughs> <laughs> this Dick is afraid of the pubic hair of this day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but okay, the final one. I'll tell you this. Um, one of the things was that there was an element to Walt Disney's filmmaking that later hippies and stuff found to be kind of psychedelic in nature, like. Walt Disney's visions and themes in his movies and stuff, people later saw it under the influence of drugs and were like, whoa, freak out. Like People watched Fantasia in this, like the late 60s and 70s right. as like a drug movie. Sure, or Dumbo. There's the whole scene where Dumbo's drunk and uh, yeah. all the lunacy that goes on. The pink elephants. Right. And, yeah. That's uh, psychedelic, sure. Yeah, so there's all the, like, um, like the scene with Ed Wynn, who's oh, very creepy. And he's like laughing and hitting the ceiling with Mary Poppins. He's like Uncle Albert or some shit. Right. Yeah, he's like, he's like lame. He's like one of the fake Three Stooges, but not one of the fake Three Stooges, but kind of acts like him. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, lots of people saw that, you know, there's a psychedelic element in uh, Disney's visions, even though he may not have been partaking in any type of psychedelic substance. There you go. What was the dragon one where the kids saw the dragon? Pete's dragon? Pete's dragon, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of. He was tripping out. That's kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, he was. He was. Shrooms. At least shrooms. Yeah, and the kids saw the dragon, but nobody else did, That's right? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, it's like Mr. Snuffleupagus. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? Well, hopefully we solved some, uh, cleared up some things about Walt Disney here. I thank Oscar Toledo for hanging out with the crew today. Thank you, sir. And I'd like to thank Bud Perez for hanging out with the crew today. Thank you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for hanging out with us. One breath away and Carefree again, you will see that place in time. So go still away into that way back when you thought that all. Like the weather
nothing can ever and be in time stay gone but can it be when we can see so vividly Filled with sorrow and compassion Though not imagined All things that have